Welcome to Probably Science. I am Matt Kirsch and I'm sat next to Andy Wood. Hello there. We're on location, everyone. Finally. We're out in the field. <laughs> we've, we've gone to the house of our guest, uh, return guest, the very funny Mr. Moshe Kasher. What's up? How's it going? Thanks for fielding out, you guys. It's cool. <laughs> Do some little, little research. Yeah. See this... the Jew in his natural habitat. <laughs> Are we allowed to tell the listening audience about this racket you have going? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, but they're at my house. It's a nice house. Okay, it is your house. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's right. He's running the campaign. By the way, did you hear that Trump hotels are changing their names? Mm, they're not this... changing their name, but there's a new like luxury. There's a new like line of hotels that they're releasing that has a different name. Well, they, but also they're taking some of their Trump hotels and making them into a new hotel chain because they're down 59% or something crazy like that. Yeah, because people don't like, want to walk through the door of a place that says, I wouldn't. Would you yeah. stay there? No, I was just walking by the Trump Tower in Chicago. I was at a wedding this weekend and I didn't realize how huge that building is and how prominent it is on the, you know, on the river there. And my brother said the bar in it is like one of the coolest bars in town. But he's like, I don't. Oh, think best, I- the best bar, best <laughs> it's bar, the greatest bar, the greatest bar, <laughs> top bar of all bars. It's the greatest <laughs> bar you'll ever meet. Um, it's called Scion. Scion. I don't know how that works with the car Scion. And by the way, what's well, like, the word also, right? Yeah, yeah. And listen, I, I'm a very politically active guy, very progressive. So well, yeah, that's true. I'm a progressive guy, very liberal, you know. And I wouldn't go into a Trump hotel. Just because of the association with the Scion Car Company, I, I actually would rather You're stay at a Trump so hotel than a Scion <laughs> hotel. So I just, yeah. look, I just, I don't want people thinking, you know. Yeah, apparently the check-in, four square check-ins to his New York hotel are down dramatically, which doesn't necessarily mean that attendance is down. It just means people are embarrassed to say that they are there. Or does it mean no one fucking uses Foursquare anymore? Does it, what well, is Foursquare for? Apparently, actually, well, Trump you can is... still compare it to similar yeah, levels okay, of check-ins. I don't know if it would have been dropping off uh, across the board, but yeah. Apparently, Trump is actually going to actual Foursquare games, taking the ball from the kids <laughs> and then that? spitting in their faces. That's what I like what about is him. Foursquare? The you don't know what it is? No, I didn't know Foursquare was actually a thing. Like, I'd... oh, you thought they made up the name Foursquare based on literally who four knows? squares? Yeah, who knows what? It's yeah. a fun game. Like, you know how in England growing up, you played things like mumbly pegs and like um, yes. whipper willows and like get the toffee and things yeah, like yeah. that. Pinch the twit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, spin the yarn and, yeah. uh, you know, watch the telly, things like that. Yeah, so tickle for- the vicar's wife. That's- <laughs> oh, Which no. isn't actually Matt, wait, are you okay, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to talk about something else, Matt? <laughs> um, Foursquare was a playground game that you play in literally four squares with a bouncy red playground ball. Okay. Which, that has no word for it, does it? That ball has... It's playground a playground ball. ball. It's called a playground it's called ball. A, okay. No, do you guys do you know, have playground balls? Probably. I'd imagine... I think Can I know you, the kind of thing you mean. Like a sort of rubber... But like about the size of a tennis ball, but bouncy. No, 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 no. no, no. You fucking British so moron. Get the fuck out of my <laughs> house. You come into Moshe's house. <laughs> you disrespect <laughs> my country like that? First of all, what's tennis? Um, <laughs> the basketball size, but it's red basketball size. and text- even bigger, textured. Maybe. Very light, like that. But the but the actual like oh, yeah, rubber yeah, is much thinner I than. I know exactly the kind of thing you mean. Did yeah. you guys have those in yeah, school? Yeah, I don't know if we'd have a name for it specifically. Were they it super common? Because they're like the ball that you play yeah. with until you get into real sports, like when you're young. Yeah, I th- yeah, I guess they were sort of around playground because they're they're light and relatively soft for something that isn't actually foam, right? Right. So you could. 
it doesn't hurt that badly and you can't kick it that far because it doesn't have that much heft to it. Right. I guess they're also the, the balls you'd use for dodgeball games. So maybe they're called dodgeballs? Sure. Dodge Did you play balls? dodgeball? Yeah, but not much. Huh. I think that's more of an American sport. Okay, like, a that sport. Would be, you know, yeah. Game, whatever. Yeah, that was like that was in rotation in PE class. Did you play butts up? Anybody here play butts up? I thought that was a fake British game. It's a variation on okay. Pickle the Vicar's Wife, okay. but um, <laughs> unfortunately, the, it's just me and the vicar and no wife. No, butts up was a game. Butts that up, you, nuts down. You would play. It was a real game. You would play with a single tennis ball or a single uh, handball ball, and okay. you you would throw the ball against the wall, and it would bounce back, and then you could you would only be able to catch it with one hand. Okay. And then throw it again. And if you tried to catch it with one hand and you dropped it, then you had to run toward the wall as somebody else scooped up the ball and tried to beat you to the wall by throwing the ball against the wall. So you were running towards the wall. They would throw the ball. And if the ball beat you, then you had to stand there as the person who beat you literally threw the ball as hard as they could at your bottom. <laughs> it was like a pain that game. That sounds familiar, actually. Now that you say that, but that wasn't something I'm not that sure was sanctioned the by the school. Part of that, right? But I do remember a sort of game where you had to beat the to the wall oh but you guys didn't hurt each other That's i don't a- know there might have you know what i think we there might have been a version where they threw it at you but not specifically at your butt like i think it was just like at, at your head or any part of you right all right yeah I butts up they might have been phasing out i'm trying to think of like what years we were still playing like the, the games when you can really get hurt you what know? about smear the queer that's guys, the weirdest that's right that's a bad one i didn't know have you heard of this <laughs> It I've just means it just means attack whoever has the ball. Attack the person with the ball, but we didn't, didn't realize the I, insidious no, exactly. homophobic no, undertone. I just thought queer meant odd man out. Like, I didn't which mean, it probably it, it does might mean have done that. that. I mean, might have been yeah. I don't think so. Pre- yeah, I don't yeah. think so. A game called Smear the Queer. <laughs> it's like I didn't realize, it. and then I was thinking about cowboys and Indians. Like I used to play that too, and it's like you know we're playing a genocide based game. Yeah. This is like Nazis and Jews, like. Anyway. Yeah, someday, someday we'll play Nazis and Jews. By the way, if there's anybody out there listening that's from a cowboy family, I don't mean to insinuate that you yeah. guys are Nazis. We, we love and respect our cowboy American that's listeners. That's right. Are you guys watching Westworld, by the way? I am, yeah. What do you think? I've been uh, enjoying it. Uh, yeah, it feels good, but also like there's a very strong possibility I'm getting lost it again. And that yeah. they don't know what they're doing. And, uh, and not only that, It's not even that they don't know what they're doing. I think they do know where it's going to go, but I just think... the. the the stakes, the stakes aren't high. No, no one can die. So who right. fucking cares? I don't well, care. Ed Harris. I mean, change. it's going to change, right? But I also but thought now, it was so funny. The the most recent episode. I'm spoiler. not only halfway through it, but go ahead. Spoiler. Well, I won't. Really, no, 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 go ahead. It's fine. Yeah. Well, spoiler, people, listen. Turn off the. But I thought it was so funny. There's this other. Did you watch the last episode? I'm halfway through the last. Oh, episode. Oh, forget it. You guys, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> I had to come record. I literally I'll stopped, come back stopped in a month watching it too, uh, and I'll do this bit that I was about to do. It's going to be really funny. But yeah, I just think, I don't know, there's so many inconsistencies. Like, if you design that world, you would also design it so you have, you have infinite control over all the robots and what they're doing at all times. And like you I'll also tell you, well, no, you wouldn't because no, you, you want... you free will. That's yeah. what God did in the Garden of Eden. Oh, okay. Yeah, haven't you ever seen Terminator? Here's my problem with the logic of the world, is, um, is why would you want to play that game and not be able to die? You'd want to not be able to literally physically die. But you should have a death of sorts. Yeah, in that every world. video, every video game, you die. You know, yeah. you can't just. You, what, what's the point what's of playing a game exactly. where you, you? I mean, I get, yeah, at I get the very it. Least, or, like, or, if you get shot, you have to sit. You have to sit it out. For you're immobile. You start you're over. Or you start yeah, over. Yeah. Listen, I get it. 
Anal sex with a prostitute in a Wild West saloon. Very cool. And oh. they were accurate with that with that one guy's brother in in because when I first in the first episode, I'm like, no one would leave the fucking brothels. No one would go out right. in these missions. <laughs> right. If this world existed, you'd just get No, but eventually you eventually would. You but would, yeah. also why the West? That's another like really just fascinating the movie, They like, had to find a property to repurpose. Yeah, I'm just know. saying in this world it would be the West and then the future and then Well know. in the movie in the movie I haven't seen it, but I guess in the movie there are like four different worlds. Oh that's cool. There's like old Roman times oh. world, West World, uh future world that's and like, Water World, the spin off of West World right. starring Kevin Costner. But the weirdest thing is Michael Crichton created this, so he basically made the same thing twice because right. this is Jurassic yeah. Park replaced also, dinosaurs. Apparently the set that it's filmed on was also in arrested development. This is the movie set, Westworld, or this one? Like this one, the TV series set, where everything is. The wet, the, like actual Westworld was also where... The development? The development, <laughs> yes. That's like the ha- where the housing development was in Arrested Development. Nice. Which is where? I don't know. Somewhere near LA. Oh. Um, should we talk about science? Yeah. Uh, I like this let's. Westworld stuff, but okay. We've already... Uh, we don't even need to get into your background in science, because if listeners want to do that, go back to episode 28 or some, thereabouts. Did I mention my background in science? Well, we d- you mentioned... I think you talked about... I have a PhD in applied nuclear physiodynamics. Yeah, that, that was what it was. <laughs> physiodynamics. Nucle- That's dynamics nucle- where they, they, you put them in water and they like kind of fizz up. Right, right. <laughs> what was the website that came from? Uh, <laughs> Bullshit.org. <laughs> no, my, um, my stepdad was an entomologist. That's my only real connection to the sciences. I don't think uh, yeah, you I don't didn't even mention that on the last that. episode. Oh, I grew up with a, with a working scientist was my, was my oh. primary father figure growing up I, mean, my, I had my dad who was a postal worker but he lived in new york and my my entomologist stepfather he's not really a father figure more of like a loving figure mm-hmm. but a lovely guy and he brought us home pet cockroaches one, so one your, year. your stepdad was an entomologist and yet just before we recorded we had about a 20 minute discussion as to whether the big spider on the porch was dangerous first of all not spiders insect. aren't insects you British moron <laughs> you come to my country you misidentify the genus of a spider no um but do they do entomologists study spiders? Even I though they thought must. they would. They must. I don't know. Yeah, why would they be so specific? Unless, yeah. unless they unless there's a big rivalry between I don't know arachnologists or whatever they are. Yeah. My yeah. stepfather, you guys ready for it? It gets uh-huh. increasingly boring with every iteration of what he does. <laughs> he is an entomologist uh-huh. that studies aphids, but specifically the pesticide uh, alternatives for aphids, but okay. specifically the databases that catalog the pesticide alternatives for aphids. So it gets... We get pretty low. So anyway. he's sort of going down to librarian, like, archivist. Well, he's, he's a real entomologist with a PhD. He just happens to be a super expert. You know, he's like... Right. And he's like the only person in the world that can do what he does, basically. Does he still do that? He just, just retired. And they won't let him go because they can't. They literally can't find a replacement. Who else? So if anybody out there knows any aphid specializing database type aphids uh, specializing aphids pesticide alternatives for aphid uh, control databases. Databases. The databases of that kind of information. Okay. So, so just like a real pussy hound. <laughs> if you know anybody, if you can just take a break from constantly right. fucking people in the saloon in Westworld yeah. and come on down, there's a job waiting for you at the when, California Department Westworld, of Art. He's like, it's just too real. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I pay to go to this place that I'm living in yeah. right now? So yeah. my mom is the whore I here in the Westworld? Cool. Cool. 
I could have. I thought step, that can't die. That's yeah. how... <laughs> I love that. When you were on, I think you'd recently published your memoir, Casher in the Rye, which I can't recommend highly enough if, if listeners haven't checked it out yet. Oh, um, but I thought you were raised by your just your mom and your grandmother. Was that were they married later or? No, my stepfather came around when I was about three. Oh, okay. And was okay. sort of he was like the coolest stepdad, and I was the least cool stepkid. So I got I got. You know, I mean, he was a cool. Was, was he cool, or was he maybe a little too permissive? And that was why. he wasn't even permissive. He was like he, he never pr- pretended that he was a parent or a parental figure to me whatsoever. Okay. He was only a source of like positivity and and kindness, but never he never told me anything. Uh, only yeah, nothing. He never told me to do never anything. Never told me. Oh, okay, yeah, listeners, uh, cash on the ride. Uh, what's how do you summarize it? Uh, the subtitle is The True Tale of a White Boy from Oakland Who Became a Drug Addict, Criminal, Mental Patient, and Then Turned 16. So it's a, it's it's a wild, wild ride, wild read. It's fun. I, very, I am very – it's older really now, but I'm very proud of it still, and it's still available. I, I, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's intense, intense stuff. My parents were deaf. My dad was a Hasidic Jew. My mom an atheist hippie. My stepfather an entomologist specializing in aphid pesticide <laughs> alternative databases. So there's a lot, there's there's a lot, lot to unpack there. there. <laughs> I'm surprised you did two chapters on the aphids. I would have thought maybe just one, but like it was your Well, I had to do aphids, right. and, and then, then I had the to do pesticide alternative <laughs> databases. Yeah. yeah, it goes really deep into that. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a, the middle of an otherwise really rolling story. <laughs> <laughs> It was a strange choice. <laughs> I very much it. enjoyed the book. I, I I liked it a lot, but I will say that two chapter diversion. Of- right. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> interestingly, those uh, my editor was very weird about me doing two hundred page chapters in the midst <laughs> of like basically another otherwise regularly rhythmed and sectioned out book too. But but you had a, final cut or whatever the equivalent for books yeah, are, right? Like you I, got to. And the good news was I did get recognized by. Aphid Pesticide Alternative Database Quarterly. Oh, they, that's great. They recommended me in, in their top recommended reads of the year. Like uh, top, yeah, 10. top 10? Top I 10. I was 10. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of other stuff. It's not a dispute on <laughs> It was a like... very cutthroat <laughs> yeah. year, actually. Which year was it again? This was 2012, maybe? Which oh, yeah, quarter? Yeah, yeah, that's a big aphid year. <laughs> okay, aphid yeah, Pesticide yeah. Database yeah, Alternative. Yeah. <laughs> <or> <laughs> database Alternative. <laughs> Alternatives for the, the databases. databases. <laughs> Here's a drawer. Here's a filing cabinet. There's a lot of different stuff we could do. Those are the databases that wear like uh, flannel and like the grow. Oh, very cool. Yeah, sure, okay. yeah. Who, very cool. Who, when they tell jokes, they kind of look at their set list. <laughs> yeah, they, you know they bring a notebook out, out to do the aphid studying with them. Yeah, no, the yeah. The, the regular pesticides <laughs> are, are they? They don't really like the alternatives. So, yeah, no, they, but you know, to me, it's just I think uh, they're all they're all pesticides. Really, you know, it's just like they're all studying. It's two sides of the same coin. It's almost like pesticide it's, alternatives are is a made up nonsense term. You know, it doesn't even really exist. Yeah. I mean. Sure, yes. Patton was a great pesticide alternative, right? Uh, Janine. Sure, sure. These were different strains of pesticide alternatives that we talked about. Then you about, get into I like your... you general Patton at first. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You how British? Do you I don't know this? how that connects, but <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I feel like that's our guy. Um, anyway, yeah, no, the book is, uh, I, I truly can't recommend it enough myself because I really am passionately proud of that book that's great it's, yeah, yeah it's it's really it's a fun fast read and you won't believe it's true but it it's all true yeah um, i assume i mean you could be lying what no most i mean everything in there is true right? <laughs> uh hey here is an insane Mostly. story yes that you can take this home to your stepdad at christmas all somewhere. right um, hanukkah go ahead a spider eating bug uh muffles web vibrations to sneak up on prey uh it's a new scientist whoa this is a... Th- oh, it's a spider-eating bug. Spider-eating... Yeah. 
a, sp- a, a, a bug, bug that, that eats, eats spiders. spiders. That's cool. That's, That's flipping yeah, yeah. the script right, right? there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, it's called the giraffe assassin bug, which uh-huh. I think slightly overstates its de- level of danger. A giraffe, I don't feel like. I feel like what, there's no danger there. Yeah. Well, it's uh, just got kind of like a... A long-ass neck. Uh, well, it depends whether it's like, a, it's your, like an assassin of a giraffe or a giraffe assassin. Right, uh, which one's scarier? A, yeah, show me a, a bug that assassinates giraffes, and I'll show you a scary bug. Yeah, I, show sure. me a bug. Yeah, that's a big teach. Teach that, me a teach a bug to right. assassinate. Sh- show a man a bug. He'll give it he'll, a he'll be scared for a moment. Right. Teach a man to bug. He'll be scared for the rest of his life. He'll, he'll be bugging. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be bugging for a lifetime. <laughs> oh wait, but also teach a man to bug. Teach a man to kill a bug. He'll be working for the California Department of Agriculture in the AFID, AFID Pesticide Alternative, Alternative Database <laughs> Group. System. Yeah, group. system. Yes. If you know, if you know that guy, he needs a, he, he, There's a job waiting. So this is also known as the uh, Stenolemus giraffa, um, which uh, lives in Western Australia. Of course, of course. this is in yes. Australia, yeah. in the East Kimberley region. Of course, uh, it's East Kimberley too, right? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's where all the quietest muffling bugs are. Silent assassin. A predatory Australian insect creeps up on spiders undetected by breaking their webs thread by thread and suppressing the resulting vibrations. Whoa. Spiders are highly attuned to disturbances in their webs, meaning that most predators try to minimize contact. Damselflies, for example, avoid touching the web by hovering nearby and plucking spiders off. I've had a couple of damsel fly damsels suck me into their webs. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Even though flies don't spin webs, in this case, I'm actually doing. I'm using that to just yeah. describe women that I've dated. And the who web I had, is a metaphor. For like you, uh, the web is a metaphor for their kind of psychic area, and they're actually like, negative. Yeah. It was a negative a experience. Negative experience oh, okay. with these fly did, you, did you pluck them off? Um. I, actually, you're. I, I think beleaguering the metaphor. Uh, <laughs> I I had my heart broken. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Speaking of like metaphors, did you see uh, Huckabee describing Trump as uh, as Quint and Clinton as as the the <laughs> the shark in Jaws? Oh no! Was and it, then Megan it... Kelly was like, "You know that jo- the the shark kills Qu- Quint doesn't kill Jaws." That's very funny. <laughs> and he's like. Well, the metaphor falls apart at a certain point, but he was trying to say, like, <laughs> Trump's rough around the edges, you know, the locker room talk and all that. But Hillary, she's the one to be worried about. She's the shark. And then Megan Kelly's like, Quint gets eaten by Jarway, doesn't he? There's so much wrong with <laughs> the metaphor, yeah, actually. Yeah. It's also like everyone immediately looks at the Jaws and goes, that's, I don't like that. No right. one goes, uh, I don't know. I feel like I like Jaws better than Quint because he's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. But this shark in the water here who's been eating these teens, maybe... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and the shark the is a bit dry and unlikable, but has dedicated itself to public service. <laughs> yeah. right. But actually, do you know that a shark a shark has a, a trained squads that have killed people that uh, put out unsavory articles oh, about that's it? True. That's yeah, true. I had people on there. Man, that Hillary truthers. I said something on a thread the other day. I said that the the line between a Hillary truther and a Sandy Hook truther is more porous than the steel beams in Building Seven. <laughs> well, like, I'm not sure how that. I like it, but I have to think about it first. Well, in the in the in the slam yes. on this Facebook thread, what I'm I'm envisioning the steel beams inside of Building Seven <laughs> okay. having been compromised by like some sort of coring device okay, where it's okay. like Swiss cheese, so that any kind of heat a little of, bit will make it will make it collapse, Areno. And uh, I mean, people 
Look, I'm not saying Hillary Clinton is the most savory and trustworthy politician ever to run for office, but people are like, "Oh no, legit, she is a literal murderer." Like a murderer I don't mean like a. People. I don't mean like a. The policies that she enacted caused the murder. Of, like no, she was like white, putting, screwing a silencer onto yes, her gun, pulling a ski yes. mask over. She's calling in Vince Foster's car. She's calling yeah. someone and she's going, uh, "Yes, take him out, take him out." And yet, her real enemies like. Donald Trump and Julian Assange, they're good. They, they, they've made it. They've to the made end. it this yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. No, we can't she's, take them she's out. She's not a good assassin. See, that's the thing. We, we would have no problem electing a good assassin. Um, right. Well, we're talking about just on that same... Um, Sorry. I, I speaking of giraffe-necked yeah. <laughs> assassins. I'm, st- I'm still taking this away from... <laughs> just also, while we're talking about wrong analogies or wrong examples, Bill Mitchell, the uh, right-wing radio host who's currently one of Trump's most vocal... Online supporters. Wait, is he also the King of Kong bad guy who makes hot sauces and uh, has American sadly ties? Sadly he's just oh. his glorious namesake. Um, I, th- uh, I think he might have been something in local government at one point or whatever, but uh, he's he's this guy with... Uh, oh, well, okay. I know who he yeah, is. Yeah, he's yeah. a loon. A real loon. He's a real loon. Real he's, loon. You know, he's got a good hundred plus thousand followers who... Watch him. Watch his every word on Twitter. Many of whom I think are liberals, laughing at things yeah. like a. But uh, he's probably happy about it all. I, I don't he's understand. on the he's on the poll truth of things. Like he's like constantly tweeting out obscure polls that show that Trump's definitely going to win. But this was his from a couple of days ago. Um, I think it's fairly similar to the Jaws analogy. Uh, this tweet says, um, "So far, Trump costumes are selling out." While Hillary costumes are barely moving, brackets like her. Just one more data fo- point, folks. A data point. A data point. <laughs> hey, I'm not yeah. saying you for you guys to interpret as you will, but for, if that's someone's so funny. not getting dressed Everyone up, dresses as... up for the person they're going to vote right. for, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so... what Halloween means. <laughs> yeah, you don't dress for the scariest costume. <laughs> no, no, no. It's funny though that you're lambasting him for using a bad uh, sort of comparative analogy as a data point when earlier today you're like the. The Foursquare check-ins are really down at his <laughs> hotels. Well, no, because I, I think I did make it clear that, like, the four, the Foursquare, it does at the very least show that people are embarrassed to be seen there. Right. Like, yeah, it sure. definitely shows they, 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 could, w- they could still be there in the same numbers. I would but not, not stay at a Trump hotel. Straight up, I wouldn't. No, of course not. If I you would. were doing a gig, let's, let's do it this way. If you're doing a gig and you'd already agreed to it and they're going to put you up in the nicest, the nicest room, the most toppest floor of the Trump Tower Hotel, or, and that's covered... Or you're on your own to pay for a hotel. Oh, man, that's a tough... <laughs> because while I am a progressive, I'm a Jewish progressive, okay. <laughs> you know? So that's a real dilemma. Uh, golly, I don't know. Wait, aren't I taking money out of Trump's... No, I'm paying him, aren't I? Uh, the, the comedy club in this hypothetical is paying you. And also, it's entirely spider But the comedy club is also comedy. within the building. Yes. Let me ask and you... And the building has been pre-made me... no, to would, fall I if... Wouldn't... Anything? Oh, porous cord yes. out. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me let me expand our our uh, a, a dilemma criteria okay. here. Uh, did I put a credit card down for incidentals? Mm, let's say yes. Let's say no. Okay, let's say no. Okay, if it's a okay, no, if it's a no, I'm taking the room. Right. I'm shitting under the rug. Right. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, I'm yeah. pissing in the heater. Yes. I'm eating all the snacks. I'm I'm drawing a swastika in the Persian rug. I'm fucking that place up, man, because I'm a hero. But if you think he's a Nazi, if you're drawing a swastika, you're just decorating for him. No, I do that to brag because I love the Nazi party. It's as if to say the Nazis (laughs) were here, of which I am one. Yeah. 
You're trying. It's like the it's like the Manson thing when he was trying to blame Black <laughs> Panthers right. for the oh, misspelled. Are... Oh my God! Did you know they misspelled Helter Skelter? On the oh wall yeah, I do know blood? that. Helter Skelter. Uh, there was. A, did you see the picture? There's this hilarious picture of this old white guy in like a 80 year old white guy in his driveway, and spray painted on his driveway is. Um, Black's rule. <laughs> it's like it's going around the internet. It's just like, uh, sir, w- you, we know that you spray painted your own driveway. Yeah, yeah. Black's rule. Black's rule. I just think about the the, the mob of angry yeah. black teens that are like, "Fuck this old white man." Black's rule. <laughs> God, it's so funny. Blacks rule, whites drool. Yeah, like, it's like a no. It's like no, no one, no one yeah. could have written that. It's the best. That's amazing. Uh, Did we actually finish the spider eating bug brother. thing? Or not? <laughs> Shout out to all of my brothers. Um, so this uh, spiders are high, highly tuned to services in the web. The giraffe assassin bug. Boldly captures spiders on foot. Uh, to understand how, Fernando Soli at uh, Macquarie University in Sydney filmed dozens of the insects hunting spiders and used a laser to measure vibrations in web threads. The long-necked insect is found in rocky escarpments in the Kimberley region of Western Australia, where spiders build complex webs in crevices. Its relatively large size, its two-centimeter body and a five-centimeter leg span, means it has to break those webs to approach Whoa. its prey. That's like the differential between my body size and my penis. <laughs> right, I've like got that same different. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's five, I have a five centimeter penis. <laughs> it's very cool. Listen, let's let's not brag here. Let's, uh... <laughs> but in Australia, yeah. it's very large. Um, to do so without generating giveaway vibrations, the bug carefully snaps individual threads with its forefeet and holds the ends loosely. This anything, is some Mission Impossible shit. This yeah, is... after anything between several seconds to a few minutes, it gently releases them. That's like when you are a little kid and you're trying to jerk off in the same bed as like a yeah. your brother or a campmate or something. And I you're was like, going to use like opening a bottle of a carbonated drink. Sure, yeah, yours is probably less creepy. <laughs> I was just going to try to walk up the stairs while I'm creaking. But sure, masturbating in bed with someone else. But yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well, we had anyway. different childhoods. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I had some issues, and we had our own tents. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I had, <laughs> to this I had day, a bedroom, but I would crawl in. Anyway. To this day, you're still the slowest masturbator on the planet. <laughs> That's right. like, <laughs> this is a visual audience at home. I'm um, masturbating slowly. The study also found that the insects prefer to break the threads when it is windy, perhaps because the wind impairs the spider's ability to detect okay. vibrations come from the insect, Soli says. After breaking the threads obstructing its path, the bug moves across the web with delicate steps. Does it have a knife in its teeth as it's doing this? That's what I'm picturing. The stealth is crucial because a single reckless move can be fatal. In up to 10% of cases, the spider detects the bug and launches a counterattack. Spiders have silk and venom. Silk and venom sounds a lot like a 70s hard rock group. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like album. Uh, So they they can work the prey from a distance, bite them, and weaken them before finishing the job. The insect's ability to trick spiders is unusual, said Mark Elker at the University of Melbourne. This is interesting because there are numerous examples of spiders using intriguing methods of capturing insect prey, but far fewer instances of clever ways in which insects capture spiders. Turn the tables. Classic. Classic spider. The, the, the Spiders. spider becomes no. the spidey. You know what's crazy is that in, in the, uh, the web, after each one of the... Um, after each one of the spiders, it says bugs rule. 
also that was the whole yeah that was the whole point of what the Kelter Skelter graffiti wasn't it? it was meant to to make everyone think that yeah he was it was, it was meant to make everyone think that black people idiot. did it to, the black oh, Panthers right, specifically right, did right. it to start a race war he first because they shot, too were inspired by the Beatles albums yeah, yeah. but he first shot a guy um, in a in a in a drug deal Charles Manson did who it turned out he didn't even kill he thought he killed him. Um, it was called like Little Papa or something. He had some nickname based on his size. Yeah. And and then he was convinced that that guy was a Black Panther. And now that he shot that guy, all the Black Panthers were going to come after them when the guy wasn't the Black Panther and he wasn't even dead. Um, so then, yeah, the rest of the things after that, he tried to make it seem like there was... Yeah, his, his big Helter Skelter was going to be when black people rose up and took over the world and he and his followers were going to go to uh, Death Valley and find a hole that led to an underground city where they were going to hold out until the race war had ended and then they would come back out and take over because they'd be the only white people on the planet and therefore the smartest and then that was that was you're, that was what he thought helter helter sculpture was going to be you're listening to you must remember this <laughs> you listen to that the also. extreme abridged version with me karina, karina longworth shortworth shortworth yeah, yeah, shortworth yeah, 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 yeah. very good i asked karina longworth to come on my podcast how and tall the live show that I do to do one of these. She's so good. Yeah, yeah. And she was very nice, but she should just said she has stage fright and doesn't like doing live stuff. Oh, Karina. I heard she's dating Ryan Johnson. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Who's Ryan Johnson? Director of the next Star oh, Wars yeah. movie. Anyway, if you're out there, listeners, and you are, you yes. should definitely, definitely check out her podcast series on the Manson Murders. That's that's what right. I was... I plugged this so much the last time. Oh, month, you already did? I, then I, don't. You know what? You should definitely to listen it. to Hound Tall Discussion <laughs> no, Series. The Hound Tall Discussion Series uh, with your host, Moshe Kasher. It's a very good podcast. Yeah. That, I, I listened to that, the Scientology one, and the Manson stuff on my last drive back from Portland. Oh, yeah. They're I saw that. That was yeah, so yeah. sweet of you. All both right. Great. Um, so this, this bug thing reminds me of, uh, I guess, sort of a clarification we can do on something we talked about two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, we had Lizzie Cooperman on and she talked about her experience with Lyme disease and I didn't realize what a third rail this was as a topic and we got some email, emails about it. Someone controversial. Even, very controversial. Someone even tweeted that that they were like, I heard about this because Matt was on Star Talk, but then someone's talking chronic Lyme disease, I'm out. Uh, so oh, really? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. So that guy's a dick. So a good riddance. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. So uh, you know, people sent in some stories and looked it up. And the CDC, their official stance is that uh, chronic Lyme disease, like long-lasting Lyme disease, is is not a thing, or at least it's not caused by that initial tick bite. But that Lyme disease is an acute thing that you know is like a two-week window or so, and antibiotics do cure it. And the CDC says that taking antibiotics after that two-week window does doesn't do any doesn't help anything symptom wise and does more harm than good but it, this doesn't mean that someone who has these symptoms doesn't still have these symptoms and wants to figure out what is going on you know so it's like is the idea that a person with Lyme, chronic Lyme disease which is what your listeners reacted to as like what if that was pseudoscience that's like a hot, that word alone makes everyone go like hot button uh, yeah. that can't be real um <laughs> is the idea that they think that if they take antibiotics over a long a long spread spectrum that it will help them with their chronic Lyme disease? Well, I think, that, yeah, what people are saying is that taking it, taking antibiotics for more than two weeks won't help and may actually hurt. But I don't think Lizzie was suggesting she wanted to keep taking antibiotics. She just wants to figure out how to fix these symptoms, which might have been the long-term um, you know, damage that was caused by the initial infection. So just because you can't do anything from an antibiotic standpoint doesn't mean there isn't still damage. And also, I would ask these people, like, what would you expect 
what would you say to your friend if they're complaining about your symptoms? You'd just be like, ah, you're fucking lying. You're not in pain right now. Like, no, she's obviously experiencing something right. and wants to figure out what it is. So, But there is this new, this new version of illness, uh, fibromyalgia, chronic Lyme disease, uh, gluten intolerance, that... You know, it, you're exactly right. They they make people that are like hardcore, you know, art, religious science people. You know, that yeah. is to not uh, not Christian scientists, but people that are that are dogmatic and religious about scientific method and uh-huh. proof. Uh, go roll their eyes, but and yet it's like, but they're saying they're on they're in physical pain and have the. What right. would you? What they uh, no, they're not. Right. Well, I mean, well, uh, the gluten one. See, I wanna, I wanna argue about that one though. Cause I know that I, one. You that one you don't believe in. Well, I had I, a, celiac is a thing, but I think they've proven that that gluten intolerance that's non celiac isn't. But I mean, people have improvements in their lives that they cut out gluten, not because they cut out gluten, but because they cut out the things the things that have gluten in them. Like if you uh, cut a lot of if you cut a lot of carbs out in general, you're probably gonna be, you know, uh, fitter in general. Not because of the lack of gluten, but just because of the lack of like processed I had a carbs and things you're eating like I had a fight with a friend who was gluten intolerant and I was tr- uh, basically just saying what you're saying I was like well I mean you know they just proved that's not real but so she got very activated and I was like well I mean why don't you just like prove it to yourself it's very easy to do I mean I don't know about how like easy controlled, it is like, but I think do a controlled like, exactly isolate, yeah cut it out isolate yeah. you know do a controlled thing where you eat gluten or you don't you don't know when you're eating but the you gluten. have to cut out just gluten not other things along with it because right. you're cutting out things along with it when you do that but anyway I suggested yeah. that idea like you can find wouldn't you like to know if you can eat bread the greatest of all foods right, right. the staff of life <laughs> wouldn't you like to know if that's an option for you and she just got real mad and was like, you don't understand what it's like. I'm like, I'm not saying I do understand what it's like. I'm just saying, what if you tried and saw if you were able to eat bread? Yeah. How dope would that be if you didn't have to eat that fucking pasty-ass powdered millet sawdust it's bullshit that you're eating? Don't ever bring a gluten. My, my wife, <laughs> she'll bring these gluten-free fucking snacks home because some witch doctor in, in fucking Pasadena told her, like, maybe you shouldn't do gluten. And then we'll eat spaghetti that night. I'm like, you can't. <laughs> It's not just like take a little, leave a little. Like you're either can't eat it or you can. We can't. Does spaghetti have gluten though? Hell yeah. You sure? No, no. I don't know if it, it does. It definitely does. Really? Yeah. yeah it's like it's, gluten. It's gluten. No, most spaghetti isn't Spaghetti's wheat based. Spaghetti's based in Durham wheat. Yes, it is. Durham wheat, baby. Fuck out of okay, here. Sorry. I thought I thought that was just like the wheat spaghetti. It's like like buckwheat. Like no, wheat noodles no. That look, buckwheat look. spaghetti. What kind of fucked up spaghetti Soba. have you been eating? Or udon, Soba, or whatever it's called. Soba. Get out of yeah. here, you <laughs> motherfucking Japanese motherfucker. Come to my country. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, spaghetti. Oh, here's a, by the way, just a linguistic thing. Um, I don't think Americans should be allowed to call all pasta noodles. I don't think anyone uh, should ever say pasta. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> what's, what, is that a real thing? What, what, what's your... Noodle, I, noodle I agree in Britain sp- would specifically mean Asian-style long things. See, what long, I think... Flat, flat lo- long, flat? It could or? be flat or round, but just long. It's got to be Asian. Long, twisty. To, and me, yeah. to me, noodle, the non-Asian version of noodle is the little ribbony, short ribbony things. Those are noodles, so egg my noodles. My used that the word noodle okay, two okay. days ago to describe yeah. pasta shells. Right. So. It's pasta. And if you fuck this up again. No, uh, yeah, I, don't no, I, I hear what you're saying. Shells, I hear noodles. noodles. Or like macaroni. Would you call macaroni, macaroni noodles? Macaroni noodle. That actually, macaroni might be a macaroni noodle. Because, but because it's, it's small. You know, oh. But to me, a classic noodle is the thing. We used to eat noodles and cottage cheese growing up. And it would be the little like 
egg noodle, okay. and you mix it with cottage cheese. Put spike on top of it. Delicious. Oh, treat. that's interesting. Actually, put, like put Israeli top, style spike. noodles, it would also get used for like in Britain. Like oh, interesting. Israeli style. Yeah. The oh, soup like noodles. Option. Those aren't even noodles, though. Those are just nuts. No, no, no. Like a soup nuts. Oh, I know you're saying like a chicken soup. Yeah, the, the sort of noodles that goes in go, sure. go in chicken soup. Are those noodles by your definition? Yeah. Chicken noodle soup? I think if it's going That's in noodles. soup, then it's a noodle. It's a noodle. Okay, if noodle. it's in a soup, no matter what, it's a noodle. A noodle is complicated. Why don't we look up the word noodle? Hey, you know what else looks like a noodle? A mouse tail? That's good. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. Good thing we did the other story because you would have had to say, hey, you know what else looks like a noodle? <laughs> the giraffe assassin bug. <laughs> uh, mice fall for the rubber hand illusion just like humans. Oh, and cops fall for the banana in the tailpipe trick. <laughs> mouse, mouse cops. <laughs> sure. Wait, what do mice fall for? Have so, you heard of the rubber hand illusion? It's like a sensory uh, perception. Yeah. Mice can be tricked into thinking fake tails are their own using the same rubber hand illusion that works in people. The illusion tr- helps us understand how our brains create a sense of body ownership and awareness... The discovery that mice fall for the same trick could aid the development of prosthetic limbs and treatments for psychiatric disorders. In the human version of the trick, a person sits next to a rubber hand, and their own hand is hidden. Stroking both hands at the same time tricks the person into feeling that the rubber limb is their own. Wait, I don't understand. Let's see you're sitting at the table like this. You put one hand under the table, and they put a rubber hand where your other hand would be. And then you stroke both the rubber hand and my hand? Yeah, yeah, they they stroke the rubber hand. So and another also person hidden... strokes it. Yeah. So so a recent... and with my other hand, I jerk off. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. <laughs> it. It I think feels it's like hot. someone else. That's what. Yeah. Okay. This is all leading up to the stranger. Is what with this the is other for. hand, <laughs> I sit on my hand <laughs> right, yeah. and then I jerk off with yeah. it. I put a, the mouse tail in my bottom. Yeah. So what what you do is you can't so wake that... up the person next to you though. You have to make sure. <laughs> not yeah, to I got to very slowly cut the threads of the sheet. So the researcher will have like two pencils, for example, one in each hand, and they'll stroke. And you see them stroking the rubber hand, but at the same time, they're actually stroking the hidden hand. And wow. you start to see the rubber hand as your own. And then... And then if they hit that hand they, with a hammer... Yeah, if they attack the rubber hand, people yell out in you, fear as if their own limb was under threat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Kenji... It's uh, like that. what that song must have been based on. You know that classic American song, If I Had a Hammer? You never, if I had sure. a hammer... I'd hammer a rubber yeah. hand that had been tricked into <laughs> me thinking, thinking that it's actually my hand. And the psychology experiment. And the mouse had also would have that. Pesticides. My, the day, the day, the database. database. Yeah. Uh, if you need a job. <laughs> Black's rule. <laughs> Black's rule. <laughs> we, we blacks, we rule. You know, we, we as people, uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> so, so the mouse, the same thing will happen? Uh, so Kenji Kansuk, uh, Kansaku at the National Rehabilitation Sounds Center. Sounds like the kind of guy that thinks noodles are soba buckwheat, <laughs> right. if you ask me. He does. He's at the center for persons for disability in to- Tokorozawa, Japan. Mm. And his colleagues perform the same trick on mice, hiding their tails and using a fake one. When the fake and real tails were stroked out of sync, the mice didn't react to the fake tails being approached. But when their own tail was stroked simultaneously with a fake one, they reacted strongly, twisting as if to pull the fake tail away. Uh, Henrik Erison at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm was surprised by the result. 
in people. <laughs> that's it. That's the end he of it. Was the, he was just surprised. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's <laughs> Some guy in Sweden was like, I am surprised. <laughs> because he doesn't work in this field at all. <laughs> like he's a, that's he's a mathematician. So weird. He's like, Why is he? Well, that is weird. He's oh. a, he just works at a Volvo dealership. <laughs> like he's not even a scientist. What was his name again? Uh, Henrik Erikson. Henrik Erikson, a chef in Stockholm <laughs> who works some part time for the Muppets, was surprised. Was surprised. He was quoted as saying, Yarbabar, Yarbabar, Yarbabar. In people, a brain region called the parietal association cortex is important for body ownership. This region is tiny in mouse brains, he says. Studying the activity of various brain cells in mice during the illusion, something you can't do in humans, could offer plenty of insights, says Erison. For example, knowing the precise brain activity involved could shed light on disorders in which body awareness is disrupted, such as schizophrenia, and help with the development of prosthetic limbs that are more easily incorporated into body image. Uh, So I guess like you attach the prosthetic limb and then you get someone to stroke that and your missing arm with a pencil. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. No, I guess like you, you, you now know which bit of the brain to maybe stimulate in some way. Some psychological, right. Space, which is, this is another thing that I've read is considered a sense. Like the whole idea that we have five senses is complete bullshit. Mm. Oh, there's many, We have like 12 or more, like your sense of balance, like sense of uh, temperature. Sense of of body position is one. Rapper 50 cents. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. You know that guy, 50 cents? Elizabeth Taylor's White Diamond, <laughs> one of my favorite scents. Uh, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, Sense8, the Wachowski siblings show on Netflix. Wait, what is that one? Is that a thing I should the, watch? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I saw it and couldn't figure it out. I, I started watching it and then I just said there were too many other shows, so I got behind. Sense of humor. Sure. Good among people that think I'm a good comedian, bad among all others. All others. Uh-huh. Sense of good intentions. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sensei, uh, sensei at a dojo. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. Guy that'll teach you how to kick some butt. Sense and sensibility, the ability to read Jane Austen books. Right, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Um, Every type of sense. Hey, uh, I don't think we covered the story, and I don't know whether someone sent it in or whether I just found this one, but a major vaccine study uh, funded by an anti-vax group. Oh, yeah. That's great. It, uh, it wasn't... Where did I see it? I, the I anti-vaccine it. group Safe Minds uh, spent money on a study uh, only to have the study find that vaccines are safe. Oh, man. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. There's so, this great article out there about how you can't change the mind of people who have decided to believe a thing like the vaccines. We covered are, it a while ago. Yeah. They, did, they yeah. did, um, and it, Well, it sort of looked into different... There might have been more than one study now, but they looked into different ways to change people's mind and it showed that particularly for the people who were the most vehemently anti the anti the evidence the more evidence you give them the not only does it not change their mind but it actually further solidifies their wrong view it's interesting actually there was a really interesting thing not to get political again but on this american life this week where basically facts have become political that the idea of fact-based reporting like oh right right you know trump says I, Hillary Clinton started the birther controversy, I ended it, is like patently and observably false. And yet he said it. And like the next week, a third of the people in Florida believed those things were true. And the same um, percentage, by the way, believed that Barack Obama 
well, the same number. I believe Barack Obama wasn't born in America. So it's like there's a group that is like they're not. It's pla- facts are are plastic to them. What's important is ideology, much yeah. more important than facts. So in, and and you, you're saying like if someone were to say that's not true, then that's considered a partisan thing as opposed exactly. to just saying like, exactly. Well, and, no. and going like and playing the clip. Well, here he is saying yeah, the yeah. thing you say he didn't. That also is partisan. Which is sort of uh, um, like Trump's definitely playing very heavily into the uh, uh, conspiracy theory community and yeah. mindset. And I, there, there does seem to be a thing, and I'm sure it's related to this, where once you open up to a certain amount of conspiracy theories, yeah. more and more come in. Well, like I just... had, uh, speaking of interesting radio podcasts, Radio Lab did a, a thing on how in, in Israel, uh, the, the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin is seen by a large minority of people in, um, but which is one large minority, big black dude, but he rules. Um, no, the large minority of people, meaning a, very many people, that um, I don't know. I'm explaining to your sure. listeners who it's are smarter than me. Less but, than fifty, but, a, but more a than sizable I don't know. amount. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, believe that Yitzhak Rabin's death was a government inside job, a fake, and it's a crazy like sort of series of mental gymnastics they go through to prove it. They're, yeah. they're, the most common working theory is because the whole story of Yitzhak Rabin is that he was at a, um, he was at a rally, a, a, a pro-peace rally, uh, you know, because he just like signed some sort of accords with the Palestinians. They were like really moving towards statehood. Yeah. And he was leaving and this guy, Yigdal Amir, I think is the name of the guy, mm-hmm. a right-wing lunatic Jew, mm-hmm. uh, uh, shot him and killed him. That's the, that's the, story of the reality of what happened so it's difficult for them to synthesize this information that simultaneously the most simple story happened right. yeah because the, the guy the guy was caught captured alive and has at no point changed like yeah the complete, his ideology and his story is completely consistent right he's like i think that it's Rabin should die for making peace with the palestinians they saw the guy shoot him yeah. i mean it's like it's a very it's, sh- yeah. short straight line they, they also everyone people have spoken to everyone around him including the people who were f- yeah Share his ideology, and if work. you want a conspiracy, you got to you got to Lee Harvey Oswald that guy. If you want to have a good right. conspiracy, well, they, you got to so off him quickly. You most, can't have him. Uh, so the but people, so many people saw it. That here's the most contemporary theory. It's so crazy. They grabbed. He did a. He pulled his gun out. Fake shot him. Mm-hmm. Right. He was an agent of the whatever. You know Lee Harvey Oswald. He fake shot him. They spirited him into the limousine. Drove away. All this happened, but he didn't get shot. And then in the limo, they shot him. Okay. It's like, wh- why, why you, the extra yeah. step? Why? The, so it's pervasive. It's like 9-11 stuff where why would you make it harder? It's the easiest way to do it. It would just be to train some people to fly planes into buildings. The oh. hardest thing to do would be to plan explosives. Why would you bother planning the explosives? Oh, just, oh, oh, because the building wouldn't collapse. But the, Even if it hadn't collapsed, we still would have had enough I, of a visual, enough deaths. We would have gone to war. The same thing would have happened. I as know. Far as the other funny thing about Building 7, people always go, well, what about Building 7? I'm like... But why didn't anybody in the weird, nefarious 9-11 planning committee meetings go, we should, you guys, just point of order. Hey, it's me, Larry. Um, I don't think we should do Building 7 because people will say it's fake because it's not connected to the other buildings. Like, why wouldn't they have just... They're, they're, they're so nefarious, they can, like, literally collapse buildings in the middle of New York City, but they can't go, like... The building that's not really contiguous, <laughs> if it collapses, too, it'll be, look weird. Let's take down these two massive things, killing thousands of people. But also, just for the fuck of it, we'll do this extra, much smaller thing that's going to make everything suspicious for I, the rest. <laughs> I think people say, like, I honestly think people say that that's like where they hid all their like plans. Oh God, or whatever. Dumb. Okay, I don't know. So anyway, the point is, y- Yigdal Amir, the Yitzhak Rabin thing. 
uh, first of all, his mother, Yigdal Amir's mother, is is among the people that is not positive that Rabin was truly shot by her son. So wow. it's like, my point is, listening to that radio show put into such perspective our weird Sandy Hook, 9-11 truther, vaccine yeah. uh, conspiracy theory thing. I just was like, oh... It's so universal and so like it just I don't know for some reason it really contextualized our insane desire. It makes to, you feel less bad about us as Americans. That maybe just does worse this, about or, people. Oh, yeah. People just desire. You know, I mean, I believe conspiracy theories. Some of them are true, obviously. Once a, yeah. you know, some evil does occur, but I think most conspiracy theories are are due to the fact there's a cognitive dissonance that occurs when you have to face the reality that the world is so savage. That these kinds of horrifying and things so happen. random because it gives order to a random. It's a myth. Exactly. Of, it's a myth of hypercompetence. Like you want to believe, even if someone's doing bad things, at least someone is in control. Yeah. Boogie there's, Mon- a, there's a group exactly. that can do things effectively. Boogie Monster isn't. Man is out there, and he he wants to get you, but he's not everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. much more scary if it's Matt that could kill me, or if everything could randomly be a Boogie Which, Monster yeah. because yeah, the world is good. because the world is chaos and randomness. Like that's right. scarier than to think that there is a plan even if it's a bad plan so i won't go deep into this study but i will tell you roughly what it involved uh it involves 79 infant monkeys in six groups two groups were given um uh themerosol containing vaccines which is the antiseptic and antifungine agent that contains mercury or or involves mercury in some way anyway i can't remember what exactly themerosol is but all i know is it's in Older vaccines, not really used anymore, but it was once the thing that was linked to. That's what people thought. Yeah, it was anti-vaxxers were saying. One of the things that they were using as the cause. Um, It was removed from the vaccines given to children in the 90s, but it's still frequently cited by anti-vaxxers as a cause for autism. The next two groups were given the MMR vaccine, which is the measles, mumps, and rubella one, which is also claims to cause autism uh, without thimerosal. And the final two were given saline injections as a control. Um... No behavioral changes were observed in the vaccinated animals, nor were there neuropathological changes in the cerebellum, hippocampus, or, or amygdala. This study does not support the hypothesis that the thimerosal containing vaccines and or the MMR vaccine play a role in the etiology of autism. Mm. So, so they screwed themselves with their own... You know, one own thing study. I have noticed with the anti-vaxxers is there's so much science, it's so unpopular to be an anti-vaxxer that they've, they haven't abandoned their idea, but they've pivoted the rhetoric slightly. It's the same yeah. thing that people do... Uh, that I studied religion in college, and they would talk about messianic uh, end-time... Uh, Date guesses. Oh, and that, yes, because yeah, whenever yeah. the date comes past and the end of the world hasn't happened. Never do they go, oh, we were wrong. The Messiah's not real. They <laughs> yeah. always Which, rejigger and reinterpret the data to say, actually, what it meant was it. like it's, this. Yeah. And the same thing's happening in the anti-vax community. They're all starting to change their tune from like, there's a causal relationship between vaccines and autism to like, I'm not saying there is a causal relationship. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't trust the pharmacies and I and the right. drug Which, by the way is exactly and, what Jill Stein is playing off right now so right. fuck her yeah um I don't and even know a, what her stance is. Which she's party a, is she? Jill Stein is the Green Party candidate. Oh, okay. She's like the she's trying she's pushing hard to pull the sort of Bernie the Bernie right. vote okay. from Hillary. I um, was on a thread I tweeted recently I was on a thread where there's just a bunch of Jill Stein supporters like arguing with each other about how the policies, how effective the policies of a Jill Stein administration would be. And I was like, this is like listening to people describe what the policies of a, the Bil- Bilbo Baggins administration would be. It's just like, right. she's not going to be the president. So this it doesn't really matter. Arguing over what Tommy Wiseau's Oscar acceptance speech should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, By the way, the vaccine thing, I just Googled this because I was curious. Uh, Jenny McCarthy, who was, you know, a long time anti-vaxxer, I think still is, 
at some point she claimed that her vaccine injured that her autistic son who she thought had autism because of a vaccine was cured by a gluten-free diet well, there <laughs> we go full circle which explains Yo. why he no longer has autism which was one of the things that was a bit of a counterexample to the fact that he was given autism by these vaccines well, no, you that's, know what? that's how good gluten is it can cure the vaccine induced autism but Jill's- you know you know one of the main ways to determine whether somebody has autism or not is if they have diarrhea that's like a classic <laughs> autism. Um, um, wait, I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever heard about the ant- the AIDS truther? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Have you ever talked oh, about her? Yes, we haven't talked about her on the show, but that's She's a She's big... a trip, dude. Wait, just people that say that AIDS doesn't exist? I had a she had AIDS. That... She oh, had AIDS, okay. and she claims she didn't, or she claims that it was just fake or whatever. No yeah. causal relationship they, between they... HIV and AIDS. There's no, there is no AIDS. And AIDS then, is a result of the symptom is is a result of the party uh, of poppers that gave no, you that it, I've of, heard that theory. No, yeah, seriously. Both oh, drugs, right. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that, yeah. but also it's um it's a side effect of the anti-HIV drugs right. that people are giving. Oh, okay. okay. So she didn't have AIDS, are. she re- rejected it. Even she had AIDS predates the anti-HIV drugs. Right. She she right, she had children without taking the HIV suppressants that will prevent your children from getting them. Then one of her children died of AIDS, then she oh. denied it. Yeah, she said then they died of something else. Another one of her it's children horrendous. died of AIDS. She denied it. Then, guess what happened? She died of she AIDS. She died of AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> she sure did. Yeah. No, AIDS is real. Oh. You should treat it. It's pretty crazy, though, that we live in an era where it really, if you're in a position of economic privilege, i.e. live in America, you pretty much aren't going to die necessarily yeah. super young from AIDS. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Christine yeah. uh, Maggior was the name of this person. Uh, but it, it, like, there's a huge a- HIV AIDS link denial thing problem in Africa. Um, oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah, in fact, hang on. Which of the... It was one of the South African... I don't think it was the president of South Africa, but it was like one of his main cabinet was heavily promoting it. Um, and there's this... Um, vitamin selling guy like supplement selling guy who keeps what the fuck is his name keeps going to africa um and promoting this thing which has led to the death of that he should be prosecuted for it's totally crazy that there are people in this world speaking of evil oh actually no it was mabeki uh who's the president of south africa oh i heard about this too got taken up in the uh um asian isle um I've got some positive medical news if you guys want to hear that. HIV that, positive? Let's see. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, scientists may have accidentally stumbled on a way to slow down your brain's aging process. Oh, I like the sound of that. Right? So, yeah, Robert Hatch from the University of Queensland said scientists had used the technique to of stop... Of course he's from Australia. Right, right. Had used uh, uh, ultrasounds and sound wave therapy to stop the normal reduction in the structure of brain cells in the hippocampus, an important area for learning and memory. For learning for hippopotamuses. Only for about about hippos. No, hippocampus. Yeah. It's the college that hippopotamuses go to. Yeah. Yeah. HU. Hippo University. Oh, I'm I'm staying in hippo off-campus housing. (laughs) Right, you can't can't afford afford it. (laughs) Dorms are pretty expensive, really. Uh, so they're now envisioning a future where people could get their brains tuned up like a car. I would love that. Right? I could do that. However, he said the result had initially been a surprising one uh, to the team of researchers. We didn't actually envision that this would have, have the effect that it has. He said, I still remember I was going through some data on Thursday night and said, this can't be right. And it was. Dr. Hatch said they'd been continuing on the same thread as last year's research where the team had discovered ultrasounds could be used to reverse Alzheimer's in mice. The team of researchers had expected to confirm the therapy would not damage a healthy brain, which they did, but then they realized they had found something else, a way to slow the brain's aging process. 
Um, so the team will now examine whether the findings could help stop the brain from declining in learning and memory as people age. Yo, could I do that? I mean, hopefully. No, eventually. I'm saying I'm down to do it, like so right just now. Just be a test, give it ultrasound. Yeah. Uh, well, let me see what they. So we're currently actually testing that exact idea right now. He said the ultrasound worked by activating cells in the brain, which were the immune cells, and you can activate them to help clear out toxic proteins. And our idea is that it's basically helping these cells maintain the brain in a more healthy state. Dr. Hatch said if they could understand how the brain changed normally, that would help them to work out what to do when something went wrong and dementia or Alzheimer's developed. We then know, okay, how do we change what's happening to take it back to a more normal situation? And yeah, what we're envisioning at some point on the track is once it's gone through treatments and approvals and everything, we envision that this would be like a checkup for your car. I would so, love that. Be, um, by the way, I found the guy, Peter Duesberg, or D-U-E-S-B-E-R-G, is the biochemist and then vitamin proponent David Resnick and journalist Celia Farber. They are the parents of the Duesberg or hypothesis and AIDS what's deni- du- HIV denial. What's the Duesberg hypothesis? That's the claim that various non-infectious factors such as but not limited to recreational and pharmaceutical drug use oh. are the cause of AIDS. So and that d- HIV is merely a harmless passenger virus. He's referred to in scientific circles as the Duesberg dumbass. Duesberg yeah. dumbass. As the murderous cunt, I think is how he's a fit. That's how the Nobel Committee cited him. The, I worked with a, an engineer who who was an HIV AIDS link denier and also uh, an, wow, um, like a creationist and uh, like a literal. Like I think I told you about how he, he his theory behind how I asked him one time I shouldn't have brought this up at work probably but I just said so you think people live to be like eight hundred years old and stuff like in the, in the Old Testament like that stuff was all literal and he said oh yeah before the Great Flood there was so much moisture in the air that it pushed down on the atmosphere and made it like a hyperbaric chamber whoa so you live longer in a, you know how Michael Jackson lived super long because he would sleep in that oxygen huh, chamber right, yeah, sure. yeah yeah yeah. Um, so that's yeah. more complicated though. everyone yeah so he had this really like convoluted thing for you lived that long because the flood hadn't happened yet and then he also believed yeah HIV and AIDS weren't related the things we call AIDS include a disease caused by poppers that like so what there's so many different like cultures in which AIDS is prevalent and he had an excuse for what each of those diseases was and none oh, of them wow. were yeah I'm like so that's that's your expl- explanation for like gay AIDS what do you think about like Sub-Saharan Africa AIDS like what's the, what, are the, what would he have said these people always have good answers I mean yeah, an answer the best but what answers. would he have said if you had said is it a coincidence that your belief about AIDS which is sort of offensive to gay people happens to line up, line with, up your, with your like, sort of right wing religious <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah is this total coincidence or it's very neat, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of crazy. I feel kind of cool about the coincidence. I feel like, wow, yeah. I mean, this- he would always deliver these stories with a, with a smile. Like, he yeah. was a little bit too happy about all this, too. I'm like, either uh-huh. way, isn't someone dying? Like, isn't this not. A well, cool- even the, the most ardent conspiracy theorist knows on some level that there's a little bit of a touch of crazy <laughs> that goes with <laughs> what they're saying. It's kind of fun, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what is a conspiracy? What's yes. that? Global warming. Uh, okay. Finally. Keep talking. Well, renewable energy capacity has overtaken coal for the first time. The International Energy Agency says the world's capacity to generate electricity from renewable sources has now overtaken coal. Uh, The capacity to or the actual... That makes it seem like it's not... uh, It does say the capacity to. Okay. Uh, Renewables in the last year accounted for more than half the increase in power capacity. Half a million solar panels were installed every day last year around the world. 
in China, it says there were two wind turbines set up every hour. Renewable Whoa. energy sources such as wind, solar, and hydro are seen as a key element in international efforts to combat climate change. At this stage, it's the capacity to generate power that has overtaken coal rather than the amount of energy actually produced. Okay. Uh, but renewables are intermittent. They depend on the sun shining or the wind blowing, unlike coal, which can generate uh, electricity 24 hours a day all year round. What, what, so, let me ask you guys this about energy. Isn't nu- nuclear? Cle- nuclear? Nuclear, yes. yes. What, did I do it wrong? No, you didn't write There's anything. no U nuclear. between the C and the L. Nuclear. Yeah. Ugh. Um, it's endless power right no nothing is i mean uh, endless for our all intents and purposes for us um nuclear fission which is the only one that we've managed to do so far Mm -hmm. and have been able to do for many decades now is dependent on having um a continuous source of nuclear fuels i see um such as i can't remember which uranium isotope it is or yeah, but anyway, and nuclear but, but it, nuclear but fusion have, fusion is where it's got a jazzy element to it, right? It's a little bit rock. <laughs> yeah, a little, it's a little alternative. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. And also, it has sort of elements of Thai, but also elements of like oh, Italian. Sure, yeah. sure, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's if you could get on a taco shell, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, no, I like it. I so are we just screwed? Um, we're screwed, right? Well, no, no. Why do you think we're screwed? Well, I think we are screwed for other re- not for this amount, but we are screwed in that. Um, uh, the there isn't a world commitment to re- that's sufficient to reduce it beyond the point that we are in serious We'll trouble. be okay, though, right? As well, we're going to be fine. We should be all right. Yeah. And also, your, your kids will be okay anyway because they're going to be living in like a nice part of America. So they'll be all right for a good few generations. So I should invest in land in Olympia. Yeah. I'm doing it. Well, right. maybe not Olympia because that's a little bit close to the coast. But, you know, start buying Kansas. Kansas. I've heard Colorado's good. Colorado's great. Colorado's, Colorado's, Colorado's got a lot of different climates going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, renewable gen- renewable technologies inevitably generate a lot less than their capacity. So, like a coal capacity is running at almost 100, percent whereas solar power capacity it might have this capacity, but actually it's probably generating only about 15 percent of that. Right, like that thing out uh, near Vegas. Have you guys driven by that field of mirrors? Yes, yeah, pretty it's cool. It's like a big. It looks really cool, but it's a big disappointment. Oh really? Well, yeah. how come? We were trying to get it. Um, I don't think this is telling tales out of school. I was researching having it be a thing we talk about on the Science Channel show Matt and I worked on and you'll find that the PR went pretty quiet on it in the last year or so because they put a ton of money into it and it's just not it's underperforming oh wow like I don't know what they just miscalculated like the number of sunny days or because it looks so cool it looks so like a perfect like can't get much more simple than that you point mirrors at a thing and it right. makes steam and like you harness that but it's less effective than just having a field full of uh, solar traditional solar panels so anyway uh, Hey, you know, we, we could probably buy solar panels for the show now, thanks to our generous donations. Right? Uh, thank you very much. Monthly donations that came in from Caroline Laco, Paul Freeland, Peter Long. I, <laughs> I should look up his real name. Yeah, Destruction I know. Lane. Destruction Please email Lane. us again and tell us who you are. We've forgotten. Uh, Destruction Lane loves nothing more than this. Why would this he ever true. tell us his real name? That's... David Wirths. Uh, thank you very much, Justin Broad, and also Lindy Is- Lindsay Iserman. Thank you very much. They just much. give you money? They People just give us money donate. to do the show. What do, what don't do you, you do guys, with it? for how tall, don't you guys? Uh, no, I don't uh, do that. purist. I'm not a purist. I'm not against it. I think it's cool. I think your listeners should give you money. I mean, these are the people that you were saying were suckers when you were uh, flipping <laughs> off your computer suckers. screens yeah, yeah. earlier. Yeah. And, and you were and like... That's why, yeah. Remember, and you lit his, that cigar with a $20 bill. That's mm-hmm. right. And you that printed like, their names out and were wiping your asses with it. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was cool. 
No, I think they're cool. I think it's cool to support things. That you, I, I give money to the, to like This American Life. They don't need my money, but I just do feel guilty. Like I listen to you all the time. Yeah, yeah. I pay yeah. zero for it. Yeah, I think I don't think people feel badly about uh, supporting something that they could take yeah. enjoyment. No, we. Of. I mean, I no one, no one has to su- give us money, and we don't. We, we, you're more than welcome to listen to us for free, but we do very much appreciate when people yes. choose to financially support us and help us keep this thing going. And they, they, people also do that without even donating by just uh, setting their Amazon bookmark to be our Amazon affiliate link. So then when they shop on Amazon, it costs them no extra and it kicks us back like a su- surprising yeah. amount of money. So uh, if you go to tr- probablyscience.com, you can find those Amazon affiliate links, click on there and then shop. Uh, shop for the holidays as you normally would. Shop till but, you drop. But yeah, right? if you are not an Amazon user and you're not able to support us by direct donation the other way you can help us out, and I know a lot of you do, is by spreading the word and telling loads of people about our show. Somebody and told me Facebooking and that kind of thing. Somebody told me recently that Amazon is uh, opening stores. I think they are. Oh, they're opening like a pickup location. I mean, is that hilarious? Is like the ultimate. What, uh, you just went put stores out of business. Now <laughs> you're opening them. Like stores. what? What? Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Also, I think uh, like. Xtube is opening like a movie theater where you can just watch the videos. Oh, you can watch porn in the theater. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. So like We have lost that. That's an important part of our culture that's gone now. You what know, was that's... it for? There was a there was one in my neighborhood growing up. It's called the Pussycat Theater. But what was it for? Well, well I guess it wasn't for masturbating because you could get a, you could get arrested for masturbating in one of those theaters. Right. Well they used Paul to at, at one point that was the only place that you could get porn before the video. I'm sure it was for masturbating, but then once in a while they would do well, it. I know, I'm just kidding, but like it was yeah. illegal to do that, but that's the whole point of having yeah. it. Yeah. Like, theater. But then also I suspect like meetups as well. Right, like gay situations? Yeah. I'm sure there weren't a lot of like hetero meetups in I'm the... sure there was like one every six months was, right. with the promise of which was enough to keep everyone going for a further half year but this was a straight porn theater so it's kind of like what's really going on by the way that reminds me I had a psych professor in college who made us fill out this uh, survey proposing this hypothetical place where you would go and uh, and meet up with relative strangers of the opposite sex and if they wanted to have sex and you wanted to have sex you would just go into a room and do that and they would have like robes and like showers Whoa. and things and then he read the results back based on gender um to try to he was trying to address the question of whether um like homosexual promiscuity is a factor of homosexuality or just maleness i have a classic bit about this yeah it's just maleness it's not this the is, fact that it's gayness it's this is like, my this is my classic he just basically bit. proposed um you know uh bathhouses to straight people and like straight dudes were like yeah i would do that but <laughs> as we, we were talking about this came up uh, or a version of this came up in the um uh amy parish episode that we did the bonobo episode from live from podfest a couple of years ago um whenever they've done any studies like that because there was another one where someone got like an attractive woman and attractive man oh, yeah. to stand and like proposition yeah, women yeah, for sex that's... proposition men for sex but it's it's so people draw these conclusions about male versus female promiscuity again ignoring the huge amount of both cultural history and fear involved in yeah. casual sex oh you to the think that gen- if there wasn't a patriarchy women would be as promiscuous as men i don't it's or certainly it's hard to know it's it's almost it's hard to know because you almost can't examine it separate from that you but. can't but but you can examine the biology of males versus female sexed you can you can absolutely uh, do that but then primates like, and that does seem to suggest that men are more promiscuous well, naturally except uh, amy's this is a amy's, can of worms right now isn't yeah it? Got and and a, it's a can of monkeys <laughs> barrel of monkeys and a lot of amy uh, amy parish's uh work is with bonobos i don't believe amy parish's work i think parish is a hack i 
strongly disagree with it. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's impossible to study that kind of thing because when when women are filling out those surveys, even if it is anonymous, firstly you're thinking, right, right, right. You've got you've got how you're you're eighteen or twenty one or whatever years on this planet of being told women don't do that and absorbing that, right? And also you've got that extra fear of like. Well, what's going to happen to me if I go to that place? Will I be in any way damaged? Will I, will it will the story get out to the community? Like, there's so yeah. many different, both cultural and physical safety factors involved in. I didn't the, mean the, to the break in- up a faulty study from 20 years ago in college. I'm sorry. No, I think it's worth. <laughs> I gotta it's- say, like, look, I'm not as woke as I want to be, but uh, I do think I do think that men are just more more sort of preternaturally promiscuous. I don't think they're necessarily hornier, but uh, there's a confluence of the age of your peak horniness being 15. Your pee gets corny? Your pee corniness? Sorry, I thought... I mean, no. I, usually I'm on okay, board, I'm but... Sorry. No, that's I'm a horrible sorry. way to yeah. end. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh. Your, your peak horniness at 15. Yes. Well, you're just like ready to make some bad decisions as opposed to if you're a woman and your peak horniness is what, like 30 or five or something like that? That's... You're a grown-up now, so you're going to go like, ah, I'm not going to go fuck around with... 10,000 You know what? There men. might be some truth in that. Yeah, there is, if... Yeah, if take the, that, perish. <laughs> if the mo- Yeah, if the time at which your sex drive is highest is when your decision-making brain is less developed. Yeah. Uh, you know when, when Amy Parrish, that's her name, Parrish? Yes. Was going through grad school, you know, they said to her, publish and perish. <laughs> Guys, this has been probably science. <laughs> We do have to run. We got to go celebrate Halloween. Let's at, do it. At world famous Boney Island. Hey, uh, Moshe, where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Uh, please listen to my podcast, the Houndtal Discussion Series. It's it's probably going to be a lot of comorbidity in the interests of this podcast. To that, I've actually had some of your guests on. I've had Caitlin Dowdy and uh, Sean Carroll. You on. had Chris Ryan before we had him. And I think Chris Ryan before you, you guys. Chris Ryan before us, and then we gave you Sean Carroll. That's right. Sean Carroll was was just great. <laughs> and um, and uh, it's not all science, so we also do it. We do a topic a month and sometimes it's very different than science sometimes, so you sometimes do history or history, politics politics or... burning man we've done we've done a lot of really cool ones. scientology was cool um so yeah that's on the nerdist network you can see me live my dates are moshakasher.com they're all up there and i have a brand new television program coming out in this uh this spring winter season on comedy central uh dealing with Single topic things again. It's a kind of a Phil Donahue, but comedy for the woke millennial generation. <laughs> it's called Problematic on Comedy Central. Check game. out all of that. Moshe is fantastic. We highly recommend it. Uh, I don't know what dates I've got coming up, but I do know that uh, various pe- probably science listeners came up to me after shows in San Francisco and the surroundings. Oh, cool. At the at, former Purple Onion? At the former, at Doc's Lab, at the former Purple Onion, and some of the other shows I did. So it was really cool to meet all of you. So thank you, people nice. who came out. Uh, and we are, as always, at Probably Science, uh, probablyscience at gmail.com, uh, Facebook slash Probably Science. You can send us stories, links, questions, comments, clarifications. Uh, we There are a few that we didn't get onto. We'll do them next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a good turtle story. That's right. I forgot about the turtle paramedic story. That'll be coming up next week. Look forward to that one. Little teaser. Uh, You can also find us individually at Matt Kirshen, at Andy T. Wood, and at Jesse Case. Also listen to Jesse versus Cancer. Yes, do that. Uh, And thank you very much for your donations. Thank you for your Amazon shopping. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for writing nice things about us on iTunes and giving us nice ratings. We appreciate all of them, and it really helps other people find out about us. Uh, Thanks, Moshe, for joining us. Yeah, Uh, thank you guys. Always fun. Always a pleasure. It was a blast. And we'll see you guys next week.